0: lovely morning to you there and thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You're onto the show. Let's talk on your Superfield radio station. A lovely morning and hey, happy new month. Welcome to the Yuletide season. The holidays begin and still, we're still counting down to the presidential and national assembly elections come 2023. A lovely morning to you. My name is Abigail Seaman and you may come a lovely morning to you.
1: Good
2: morning, Abigail. Good morning to all the listeners all over the world. Like she said, it's the first day of December. I'm excited today because hey, the month is drawing to a close, and all of the things we expected, all of the, you know, things we've achieved all year round, you know, comes to an end this year. So it's beautiful to be here again. It's beautiful to talk issues concerning the country. Fortunately for us today, we're talking HIV AIDS. There's World AIDS Day today. And here we're talking about all of the measures the state, uh, the national, and in the federal government has put in place to ensure that people living with AIDS are catered for and all of the issues surrounding it. You know, it's quite interesting that in 2022, we still have about 1.8 eight million Nigerians living with HIV AIDS we're still having people having you know feeling bad stigmatization still happens but today hey I guess today will help us to dissect this issue like I always say to inform and educate us on the issue at hand good morning
0: good morning We're we're moving away quickly from the elections and we're just trying to you know Keep you abreast with what's happening around the world. It is the World AIDS Day. And this morning, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about it. But before we do that, um, one of the stories that we're looking at right now, it is nine of ten medical consultants live in Nigeria. This is coming from the Medical and Dental Consultants Association of Nigeria. And it has shown that nine out of every ten medical and dental consultants with less than five years of experience plan to live the country for grain pastures, now the MDCAN said the survey carried out in March 2022 by its medical education committee also found that over 500 medical and dental consultants had left in Nigeria. For developed countries over the preceding two years, now the association made this known in a statement signed by its president, Doctor Victor Makonjola. And then the statement read in part that, "Disturbed by the impact of this ugly trend on our country's health sector growth and development, the MDCAN had conducted a survey amongst its chapters in March 2022 and found that over 500 medical and dental consultants had left Nigeria for more developed countries over the preceding." Two years, and I will just kick start the conversation this morning. And this morning, we are joined by Mr. Adiwale Mathieu who is a public health expert. A lovely morning to you, and welcome to the show, sir. Thank you
3: very, very much. Good morning, uh, Plateau. Good morning, Nigeria. Happy new month and happy World AIDS Day.
0: Yes, happy new month to you. So, what' doing? We're doing World Health, World AIDS Day. I beg your pardon. Now, HIV became and continues to be a global health p- epidemic due to a number of shortcomings, including division, in- inequality and contempt of human rights. Now, World AIDS Day is observed annually on December 1st. Now, this is a chance for people all over the world to come together in a battle against HIV to support those who are living with HIV and to remember those who have passed away from and AIDS-related illness. So let's begin the conversation this morning. Um, let's talk HIV. Let's talk AIDS um, in our country, Nigeria. How far have we been able to um, not fully eradicate, but being able to manage what we um, the the numbers in the country?
3: Thank you very very much. Uh, the word HIV and AIDS is now very familiar with us as a normal disease. Just like uh, people are coming down with malaria, Mm. people coming down with headache, or one challenges or the other, the word HIV AIDS as an infection and and as a a disease has now come to stay with us. Before now, we had several pandemic. Mm. Like two, three years ago, we had the pandemic of coronavirus, and we know the global effect. Uh, Many are still surviving with that and still trying to recover from the pandemic of COVID-19 and others. Mm. Now, the HIV-AIDS, we are in the fourth decade now. Uh, It came into existence like 40 years ago, and uh, we have been battling with this disease and... uh, is a big issue, even though now we are managing it much much better. Let me take us back to a little uh, understanding. Mm. HIV is a virus, and uh, this virus is called human immunodeficiency virus. Yeah, that shows that this virus can only survive in human. It cannot survive outside the human being. Mm. Take HIV outside human. It's no longer HIV. Okay? So, now, uh, because it can only survive in human, there are several ways through which we can contact it, especially coming close contact with blood or body fluids of an infected person. Quote me well, body fluid of an infected person. This can be either from unprotected sex, you know, this body fluid can be blood, can be semen, can be you understand. Mm. So unprotected sex, and like we're approaching the festive period now, these are part of our advocacy because we have seen that a lot of youth, a lot of adolescents are just uh, happy the year is coming to an end, Christmas and other things. So you know, those are ways you can get HIV. Mm. You can get it also from mother to child transmission if the mother is not well attended to in the course of antenatal period, okay? So you can also get it from blood transfusion. Blood transfusion, even though that can be a negligence on the part of the healthcare provider mm. that are responsible for the normal screening of such blood before they are being uh, transfused to a uh, patient. Likewise, the sharing of sharp objects. Mm. It is not a sharp object now that can transmit the virus. But if an infected person had previously used that sharp object and there's a spill of any body fluid like blood and other things on that sharp object and then a, a non-infected person comes to use it likewise, It can be transmitted. So these are various ways through which the HIV virus can be transmitted from an infected person to an uninfected person. And when there is a failure of management of such disease condition, of such infection, that's the HIV virus, then these can gradually grow into a disease condition, which we call AIDS, that has so many associated uh, complications and diseases attached. So today, like they we're celebrating the World AIDS Day, Yeah. the theme for this year is to equalize, mm. to equalize. Before now, the HIV program that has been sponsored by Uh, being anchored by the U.S. government through the CDC program had had a vision for Nigerian program Mm. that uh, Nigerian government will be able to meet up with expectation. And then we started with the vision of 1990 to ensure that 90% of, let me put it here, plateau state or Nigeria, are screened. For HIV. Remember that they used to our common slogan is HIV you No, know, they show for face. So. Yes,
1: yeah. yes.
3: So it doesn't show on the face. So we were moving to see that 90% of the populations are screened. Everybody is screened. The fact that oh I'm healthy, oh I'm fine, may, you may not know until you are screened. Mm. So our advocacy is to see that 95%, because the current vision now is 95-95-95, to see that 95% of the whole population. Is screened for HIV, and it's free. Today now, you can walk up to any of our screening centers. Go to Ola Hospital, Bingham, Juth, Apin, all the general hospitals, except private. Some private may want to charge you some little costs, okay? So, But if you go to any of our general hospitals and uh, tertiary hospitals like Apin and Juth, Allah uh, Bingham, and all those places, it's free. Okay, so to ensure that ninety-five percent of the whole population is screened for HIV, knowing fully well that this disease is not the show for faso, and then when you are screened and then you know your status, if you are negative, you take necessary precautions. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the precautions as time goes as on. As time
0: goes on, all so, right, all right. We're joined by Mrs. Vivian, who is a nurse and midwife. We wish a lovely morning to you and welcome to the show. We're also joined by Mr. Victor a Kekke, who is the state lead health system strengthening public health initiative, State. You're welcome to the show this morning.
4: Good morning, Flatter. Good morning, listeners.
0: Okay, so you're going to help us talk to the towards the mic so we can hear you clearly. Alright, so it is um, World AIDS Day 2022. Um, The theme equalised and AIDS and all of that. Yeah, I can see boldly written on your t-shirt. It's a lovely colour, by the way. Um, So what we're trying to do is to educate the populace on what AIDS is. Um, I know it's it starts from HIV first before it transfers to it. I'm, I can't start. I can be corrected. I'm not a public health expert, so I don't know. Um, he was just mentioning the precautions, and he has spoken well. So, what are some of those
4: precautions? Okay, thank you very much. Um, there are a lot of ways we can um, protect ourselves from HIV and AIDS, and um, I think the the most important way is abstinence. You know, um, just like he explained. One of the popular way of um, contracting the disease is through unprotected sex, mm-hmm. and then um, also blood transfusion of uh, uns- properly not blood that is not properly screened. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, like you also mentioned, we are approaching the festive period. We have a lot of uh, youth and adolescents who are also very happy and excited, <laughs> and this could lead to a lot of um, activities, especially unprotected sex. That's one of the major ways. So we can we can actually abstain, or we can use protection. Yeah, proper use of condoms are very key. And then we also have um, the case of discordant couples. And uh, so discordant couples here is um, when one person has is infected with HIV and the other person is not infected. Yeah. Yeah. So the not the, the negative partner can also use a drug combination that is called as um, the pre-exposure prophylaxis. So when that person who is negative is on that drug, he will not contract it from his partner. So, And then we stop using sharp objects, Mm. right? And then one other very important way of protecting ourselves is getting educated, like what we're doing right now. Yes. So people get to know about this and know how to protect themselves.
2: All right. Um the recent study um, by the United Nations and World Health Organization shows that about 1.8 million Nigerians are living with AIDS. Um, of course we know that the number has reduced from some 20 years ago where it was, you know, a whole lot. But sub-Saharan Africa and just specifically has not exactly some has some believe has not grown as it were in terms of tackling AIDS in terms of, you know, Mother to child transmission, like you said. What ways do you think the government can improve, especially given the fact that in the past three years, according to research, the 6 billion naira the government has invested? And some are saying we need more money to this. How do you think the government can ensure that people get better treatments for HIV and AIDS? All right,
4: thank you very much. You see, uh, one way we must do this is um, as a country is to uh, allocate more funds to health. Uh, The Abuja Declaration says that 15% of every budget, a country's budget, should be dedicated to health, isn't it? Yes. But um, I think up till now, uh, the most we have had is 4% of the country's budget for health, and that is grossly inadequate. Uh, Unfortunately, most of the HIV... um, Support we have in Nigeria is mostly donor-funded. And these are monies coming off, coming into the country through other um, organizations. It could be UNICEF, it could be PEPFAR, it could be Global Fund. That the people that are supporting us. So government needs to allocate more resources to health. Government needs to do more legislation mm. to support health care delivery in the country. That will go a long way in... Um, Ameliorating the problems we have around public health issues. All right, Mr.
3: Matthew, let me just add a little. Okay. I could remember when the PEFAR program started. The aim was to see how Nigerian government can key into this system because the patient concern are our own brothers and sisters. Mm. They are not the white <laughs> family relations. They are our own. Mm. So the PEFAR program came up. With the aim that Nigerian government will be able to key in, and then they had a sharing ratio that time, which was like eighty to twenty. So the the funded uh, sponsors came up with the eighty percent of the funding, with the expectation that Nigerian government will be able to meet up with expectation. But may I surprise you, mm. Nigerian government as at that year was I think. Out of so many billions that were rolled out, the Nigerian government was able to give 11 million, (laughs) which Mm. was very, very grossly inadequate. As it is today, what Nigerian government has as a budgetary provisions for HIV commodities and things is nothing to write home about. And these are our brothers, these are our sisters, who are suffering, who are dying because of HIV AIDS. So, the advocacy is to see how government can begin to take up responsibility. Mm. Uh, As it is currently, some of the sponsors, Global Fund, PEFA are beginning to withdraw their sponsorship. Mm. And This impactation is impacting in the management of the HIV program in Nigeria Mm -hmm. because some patients now have to pay for some services which was not meant to be. Yeah, okay, so and it's a failure on the side of government because this payment shouldn't have been okay. This payment shouldn't have been, it's a failure on the part of government. So, we are using this opportunity to also advocate and remind the government of the partnership agreement they had had with some of these uh, uh, sponsors some years back to dust them and see how they can cater more for the health of people living with HIV. Mr. All right.
2: Mr. Macri, you mentioned something I want to draw your attention to. You talked about people paying. Um, a lot of people with HIV have complained about user fees. Um, some of the issues that has made many people either stop getting their drugs or their treatment because of user fee. On The plateau, what has been the government's impact in terms of ensuring that people, live with HIV and AIDS, get these services on time? Maybe not free, because, like you said, a lot of you know organizations and funding have withdrawn. What's the government' role so far on the plateau to ensure people are getting their medications at a much affordable price than they normally would do paid
3: by themselves? Okay, thank you very much. The plateau state government, ably led by our amiable. Uh, Governor Barrister Simon Bakula alone has uh, made available all the general hospitals on the plateau, and this is a great commendation. Yet, the facility alone will not do the work. So, and that's why today, if you walk into any of our general hospitals across all the local governments on the plateau, and in whatever state you may be. I know GFM cut across uh, Plateau State and other states, so you will discover that there is a free services for HIV system. Okay, so but HIV goes beyond the facility. Okay, okay. the government, Plateau State and the federal government, had made available this facility, has made available the personnel, but what of the logistics? What of the commodities? What of the technical expertise? Okay, so these are very very important. Uh, The management of HIV/AIDS is still what it used to be. It is just that the funding is now cut short, and with the reduced funding, patients now have to augment. Okay, okay, where necessary, for newly infected uh, individual or patient, it is still free okay but subsequent management there are now areas where individuals who are positive will now have to augment for themselves take for instance now because the HIV is found in the blood so definitely a lot of blood check will be carried out yes okay and uh, the viral load that we're still talking about is still free anywhere Take it across the country, except if you go to private hospitals. okay, I can't speak for private hospitals because they are private. They want to maximize profit. Even the screening that we're talking about that is free, if you go to some private settings, they will still charge you okay, because they want to also make profit. But any government settings, it is still free. And uh, the government of the day is trying, but they need to do more.
2: All right. I want to come to you. He talked about how you know, screening is free. If, for example, I suspect I have HIV, what is the procedure for me to get screened, to get tested? Because a lot of times, one of the problems people have is I go to the hospital and I ask that I want to get tested for HIV and everybody looks at me like I'm some, somebody from hell. Stigmatization has been a major problem. What is the process like? Is it discreet enough that people are not afraid to go and ask to get tested?
4: All right, thank you. So, um... First of all, you know I have not introduced my, myself very well and the organization I represent. Mm-hmm. So, let me talk about APIN a little, then I'll come back to your question. Um, APIN Public Health Initiative is an NGO that um, is interested to provide care and treatment to health issues of public concern. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the plateau state, we are in we we support about sixty five facilities. 65 facilities, uh, about 37 of them are primary health care facilities, and the rest are secondary health care facilities, and some of them are tertiary health um, care facilities. A good number of these belong to the government. Mm. Like all the primary health care facilities belong to the government. And um, all the general hospitals we also support belong to the government. And so the government have actually provided a platform for us to operate which we sincerely appreciate but like he said that is not very enough to provide these services for our teeming population so back to what um, your question yes.
3: uh,
4: you see one way that we can get ourselves free from this um, stigmatization is through public um, awareness mm. and Awareness like this, and so many others that we are doing. Currently, at the moment, there is, um, there is uh, a match that is, that is going on from CBN yeah. to old youth. Okay. From there, there will be a lecture. All of these are to educate the public. HIV is not a death sentence, actually. We mm-hmm. can get tested. In fact, that is the reason why uh, some of these uh, fundings are coming. Like you said, the USAID. Um, goal of ninety five, ninety five, ninety five, ninety mm-hmm. five percent of the population should know their status. All right, so we should mm-hmm. feel free to go to the healthcare facilities, get tested. How do we get
2: tested? How? What do we go? Who do we go to? Because I, I know that there are people who have told me. Personally, oh, I wanted to go get tested, and when I asked for, uh, when I asked to get tested, I got stairs that were not comfortable. So, what is the procedure like? For example, I'm going to Placid Hospital. Where do I go to? Who do I ask? What is it? Am I safe from external judgment when I go to get tested for HIV and AIDS?
5: Okay, it's it's actually easy when you go to the hospital. Depending on the hospital, okay, like in Jute, we have various. Various offices where you can get tested, and it's actually confidential okay. it's just you and the counselor. Okay, mm-hmm. so when you go in at the reception, once you tell them, I want to get tested, somebody directs you to the office where you get to be tested. And before the testing, when you go into the office, it's locked, so it's just you and the counselor. Okay, nobody else is nobody there with you, is there. Mm. it's just you. Mm. There's no camera, there's no recording, so just you. Just what you tell the counsellor, the counsellor knows. And the counsellors have been trained. So we don't judge people. We don't tell you why did you do this or why did you have sex before coming? It's not our business. What we want to do is to give you information. Then based on the information you have, we'll make you make an informed decision. Okay. So you are counselled on whether you are counselled, when the counsellor talks to you, tells you what to expect if you are negative. And what to expect if you're positive, and prepares your mind concerning the result, so that that counselling is very very important, so that whatever the outcome of the result is, you are able to take it in. And if it's, if it's negative, they tell you how to live better and how to maintain a negative status. If it's positive, they tell you what to do. And if you if you are a married person, if you have a child, they tell you your significant others people who might have been infected because you are infected mm-hmm. need to come in to do this test so okay. that we can help them mm-hmm. because as we've said all all said hiv is actually not a dense centers that people who have lived with hiv 20 years 30 years and they're still they're still here today
0: all right. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Mister Victor, when you spoke about um, awareness and um, all of all of that, um, I wanted to ask you what has the success rate been like? Due to the fact that it, it didn't start today, this awareness didn't start today. Have, have you? Would you, from your own end, say it has been successful so far, or have the numbers skyrocketed?
4: Absolutely. I will say that um, we have recorded a certain success. Truly. Um uh, Aping started on the plateau decades ago. Okay, so, and, um, you know, with the awareness, you start getting num- the number of people tested on a daily basis mm. has been going up over a given period of time. And the number of positive has also been going up within a given period of time. That's how you know that a campaign is successful, isn't it? Mm. Because when you go out there and tell people, please come and get tested, HIV is not a death sentence. Come and know your status. You don't expect, if, if your campaign is actually successful, yeah. then you expect a lot of people coming in to come and get tested because okay. they have heard mm, what you said, and you've been able to convince them mm-hmm. to come out and get tested, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So over the, the the years, number of people tested on a daily basis has been going up. Then number of positive have been going up too at the point sometimes a few years ago sometimes you get 150 positive in a week in a week yes in a week so that's to tell you that testing activities has increased mm-hmm. which has bettered getting more positive so people are getting more aware of the opportunities to get tested and they're coming out to get tested and so we'll be able to fish out the positive ones in the community and give them help with time the number of people who are getting, uh, number of positives have dropped, meaning we are, we are doing a great job, True. Mm. isn't it? Yeah. There, is no, there is reduced vertical transmission and horizontal transmission, mm. and that's why we are getting lesser numbers. Sometimes in a week you get 60, 50% positive, but the number of people who are tested still remains high. That is to tell you that the campaign is working. People are coming to get tested. And we will keep doing the same campaign, and the testing is free all from right. all supported facilities. All
0: right, I want to come back to you, Mrs. Vivian. You mentioned um, mother to child, and which is something that is quite intriguing. Um, let's talk about that and the management of that and how it really happens, and women who are HIV positive and probably pregnant, how do they better much take care of their unborn and also take care of the child who is already born?
5: Our government have actually tried in this aspect They've made it compulsory and part of the routine test for every pregnant woman. That if a woman is pregnant and she attends a clinic, HIV test is done as part of the routine test. Mm. So this helps us. So if a woman finds out she's positive while she's pregnant, an intervention can be given. An intervention is she's given drugs to help boost her own immune system and also to help to prevent the baby from being infected. And over the years, this campaign has been very successful Mm -hmm. because we've had most women who already know their status. Yeah. They're bringing babies who are HIV negative. So the care, from the antenatal time, she's given education. She's told what to do. Yeah. a woman who is positive, she's given drugs. She's also educated on how she should have sex. Mm -hmm. The fact, she's pregnant, the fact that she's pregnant does not mean that she can have sex, but she can have sex by using condom, then using her drugs. Then there are drugs that are given to the baby to help prevent the baby from being infected. And these drugs are given within 72 hours. So all these education are done before the woman gets pregnant so that she knows those things and knows what to do. The drugs are given to these babies within 72 hours, and these babies are monitored for 18 months. Then at 18 months, if the baby is negative, we t- discharge the baby from the care. All right. So
0: let me come to you, uh, Mr. Matthew, the theme for this year's um, World AIDS Day is equalized. Um, when they say equalize? what do they mean by that?
3: Yeah, Our target is to see that by 2030, the challenges with HIV infection is taken to the zero level. Okay? You will see that the team is equalized to end the, HIV. Yeah. To end AIDS. Now, and uh, we had talked about the vision 95-95-95. Yeah. And our target, like I said, is that by 2030, uh, we may not be talking about HIV AIDS again. Reason because we are setting a target to see that by then, the pandemic or whatever challenges with HIV will be a bygone. So the advocacy is to see that Since HIV doesn't show on the face, 95% of the whole world population should be tested. There's no end to testing. Oh, I tested last month. I don't need to test this month. Oh, I tested last year, so I'm free for life. No. Okay? At least a year. Get yourself tested. Because... It doesn't show on the face. And once you're tested, once you're negative, then you stick and adhere to all the necessary safety precautions. And once positive, once confirmed positive, then you'll be placed on management. And that's the second 95 to ensure that 95% of the population that are tested are placed on management. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then... The third 95 is to see that 95% on management obtain suppression because mm-hmm. the risk of transmission once you are suppressed is very, or the chances is very, very low.
2: Uh, Mrs. Evian, um, there was a start that I saw that was quite damning. Um, out of 7,200 new people that were tested positive for AIDS, 6,800 of them were girls. On that 24 1924. Um as a state, as a state plateau state, what are the measures being taken? What are the measures that should be taken to ensure that girls are protected? The same is not the same from the statistics, girls are most affected, affected by HIV and AIDS worldwide, especially in sub Saharan Africa. What steps can we take? Um, you talked about you know education in terms of what to do but beyond that, what can we do to ensure that every girl Knows what to do, to do, how to protect themselves from HIV and AIDS.
5: Um, the data sometimes it's funny, it's as if HIV has a girl's face or a woman's face, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. It's just that most times women go to the hospital more, okay? So that we you know that's how we get our statistics when you if people do not come out, you don't get statistics. So it's, it's a function
2: so, of more women testing than men,
5: yes, yes. because we have we have things that takes us takes us to the hospital more often than men okay okay but for prevention it's just education education and education calls around various places it's not just in the hospital in churches in schools these people should be educated and um, positive living all right, Mr. Machu, I saw, I saw
2: something that for me, I,
5: um, somebody,
2: I can't remember the name of the organization, was to give $150 million to fund HIV and AIDS in Nigeria. I want to ask you, has that fund been set up? Do you know if that fund has been set up? That was last year, to fund HIV and AIDS in the country. Do you know
3: if the fund has been set up? Well, uh, I may not know the organization, but there are several fundings for HIV programs. Right from Global Fund, PEFA, and so many others. And these are international uh, sponsors that had come to help us as a country and help our citizenry. Now, there are several commitments by the Nigerian government, but we know uh, most times they play a lot of politics hmm. with their commitment. Nigerian government will tell you today, oh, we're going to make a budgetary provision of so-so-so-so billions, so-so-so-so millions. And at the end of the day, when it comes to realization and following up with some of those uh, commitments, you find that fulfilling those commitments becomes very, very difficult. Mm. Yet, the patient who need this line of management are suffering. They're dying. The rate of death of HIV patients is alarming. Sometimes we just say, oh, someone died, but you know, the nitty-gritty of the debt may not be announced, okay? Mm. And some of these uh, are part of the salient reasons why we're having uh, death rates and some of those things. But uh, many can make commitment, but in terms of fulfilling commitment, uh, that's where the challenge lies. But you can compare this with um, our uh, the white, you know? They they, they, they they always try to protect their name, always try to protect their organisation, so Africans can make a commitment today and tomorrow. It tells you, look, I said it's out of interest. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh,
2: you you you've mentioned how the state government is doing well. We've not once, not twice. We know how Nigerian doctors have been fleeing the country. It's normal. We have a massive brain drain when it comes to medical doctors. Yeah. Do you think? Our, not beyond just the system, beyond just the hospitals, that the draining of Nigerian medical talent, medical brains, has affected the kind of treatment patients get in the country and specifically
3: in Plato State. Yeah, thank you very much. You hear the common slogan now, JAKBA. Yes, and uh, everybody is trying to JAKBA now. Yeah, that's a big challenge to us as a country where labor is not being appreciated. Where effort is not being appreciated, it isn't that uh, over there that the system is better than what to operate in. it's the same system, okay, mm-hmm. but the condition and environment over there is different from what we have here then over there they appreciate labor they appreciate effort, but here now you will walk <laughs> and then nobody sees uh, what you do at the end of the day you get insult of an insult so uh, a lot of brain drain is happening in the medical sector. It's happening on daily basis. On daily basis, you go to the embassy. A lot of uh, medical workers and uh, uh, professionals are trying to seek education abroad, seek asylum in abroad, or even job opportunities abroad. And this is having impact in the mm-hmm. health system because when the best hands are out. Who will train the subsequent ones, Mm. okay? And this is a great challenge, because uh, at the end of the day, the best hands will travel out. They will leave for abroad. And then, in Nigeria, you'll be left with people who are just traveling and surviving to see how they can keep fit with the system. So, uh, in the line of management of HIV, uh, it has not really have much impact. Reason because there is a system on ground. Mm. So, whoever is coming in, is coming in to key into that system, not really what you know, not really what you think, but there's already an organized system in such a way that you as a clinician, you come in, you just key into what is already established, and the system tells you what to do, how to do, and what next to do. Thank All
0: you. right, let's 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 talk about um, stigmatization, um, Mrs. Vivian. Um, I think one of the things that came with HIV and people getting scared of being tested is the fact that people set, tend to look at them in a certain way. Have we come to a point where we have rid ourselves void of looking at people and stigmatizing them? Or
5: do we still have that problem till this very day? I think we still have the problem to this very day. And it's actually affecting some patient, Some the way people want to assess the care. Mm. Like... Um, I remember in those days, in jute, or in fatal life, there are some places that if you go to just, once you go there, everybody that sees you going there just assumes this person has HIV. Mm. And because of that, people did not want to go there, because they just felt that if they go there, everybody calls them or sees them as an HIV patient. Mm. Although it has reduced, but it's still there. Even though it's not as how it used to be. Yeah. But it's a bit salient. salient but the stigma is still there, and because of that, people are not telling other people about their status or uh, making, doing, make, doing decisions. Making people are, uh, I don't know how put this now.
3: Yeah, let me help out a little. Mm. Stigmatization is still a big challenge. Mm. Okay, because to today, once most people are still afraid to come out to say, "Oh, I'm HIV positive." Yeah okay you go to school you go to banks you go to churches most people are not free to say oh i'm hiv positive positive." and like i said hiv is becoming like the common malaria mm. we look at someone who has malaria now and i say oh don't sit close to me you have malaria oh don't shake my hand because you have the malaria, malaria. Mm. you see but because malaria is now like our friend and this is <laughs> part of our advocacy for the team for 2022 equalize to end AIDS. To see that HIV is not a death sentence. AIDS is not a death sentence, okay? It's not a death sentence. And uh, by 2030, we should be able to see it as though it's a normal, common uh, uh, ailment that one can have since the line of management is there. We have several testimonies of people who have lived with HIV eight for the past 30 years. Like I said, this is the fourth decade that HIV has been in existence. Okay. So we have people who have lived for 30 for uh, 30 years, 20, you know, with HIV, and they are still surviving. True. So the stigmatization should stop. Okay? People should be free to say, oh, look, I have a challenge. I'm going to the clinic. I have my own management. I have to see my doctor and things like that. So even in the point of screening, mm. you know, when people are going into the voluntary counseling and testing centers, like mm. she said, mm. a lot of people will look at it that, ha, maybe this one don't go chop something and uh, you know. Yeah. So mm. those stigmatization should stop. All we are right. taking a lot of advocacy to see that today now, there is an ongoing march pass from the Central Bank of Nigeria to Apin in Jute, and a lot of people are encouraged to join this team to celebrate with us the World AIDS Day. To see that at least, even if you have not been tested this year, mm. go to any of the general hospitals, go to Bingham, go to Ola, come to Apin in Jute, go to Jute Permanent Site, and get yourself tested. And by the time you are negative. You know how to take more safety precautions. We'll, and com- then-
0: we'll come back to that if you are negative and how to care for yourself. But we have to open the phone line. Sorry for cutting you short. We have to open the phone lines now for our callers to call in zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Call in and let's know what you are thinking. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Anika. Um, good,
6: good morning. And um, good morning to the guests in the studio. My name is Abraham. I'm calling from Genta. All
0: right, Abraham. Uh, go ahead. 50 seconds. I, I think a, a
6: brilliant question by you and brilliant response from the guests. Mm. I wanted to ask um, how is it possible that the woman who is um, positive and, and pregnant uh, and yet the baby is not uh, able to contact the disease? Okay. Uh, the guest, One of the guests in the studio uh, did uh, well by responding to the question when, question when you asked um, her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I, I think it still remains one of the wonders and miracles from God himself. Mm-hmm. You know, that the child is not able to contact it from the mother who is uh, positive. Now, with that being said, uh, I want to quickly respond to a comment uh, on one of the reports you read out by the Medical and Dental Consultants Association of Nigeria, MDCAN. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 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 Abigail, at this material point in in national life, mm. wouldn't you want to get back if the opportunity is presented <laughs> to you? You know, you, you look at you look at, from me coming from the social angle, look at the push and pull factors that are making these people to live. Mm. I'll tell you the truth. Trust me, Abigail. It's not just the doctors that are living. Teachers, Bankers are also living in this country. I mean, look at the pull factors that are available in the system that is working, such as employment, such as the reward system that is available there, such as even security itself. How many doctors have been kidnapped for the past how many years here in this country? And then they know that because of their uh, uh, profession, if a doctor is taken or kidnapped, he'll be asked to pay five, ten million. You understand? Who wants to work in such a system? So, these are the pull factors. That are making our people to live. What about the push factors? I just mentioned mm. the security, the the, the the unemployment, I mean the, the, the economy, you know, look at things that are that are making people to leave the country. So it is not their fault in any way. And it is for Nigerians to become rational, like citizens of this other society. Mm. You understand? Know mm. Well, until we realise that the country's wealth yeah. is not circulating. And who are the people responsible for it until we get to have this question? Yeah, I'm not being sentimental, I'm not being time sentiment to sentimental. All right,
3: Abraham, you have to help me wrap you your, your
6: thoughts. Please. Thank you very much. At this point, let me just end. Thank you very much. Do have a great morning.
0: Thank you so much. Do have a great morning. Yourself 090 That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. All right, do well. To call back, hello, good morning hello, can you hello, he- hello. Good, morning. good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name, and where are you calling us from?
1: Yeah, this is innocent calling from Bukuru.
0: all right, innocent. you have fifty seconds. go ahead,
1: yeah, concerning the the rates of uh, our medical personnel living the shore of Nigeria mm. for greener pasture. Uh, Actually, the country Nigeria is there is a systemic problem. We don't have a situation where hope is in steel. That is, somebody maybe here the next fifty years, if he sit down and calculate, there's no hope for him Mm -hmm. except he put his hands in wrongdoing. So the people are living because, like the other person said, kidnapping the people are not safe. Even all these uh, diseases, some of these workers, they are infected as well. Whenever these things come on board, they, they are not protected. There is no systemic protection, I mean, uh, arrangement to protect these doctors. They are not given any kind of uh, preferential treatment. A doctor can be called on emergency. There is no security leading him from his house to the whatever. He has there's no provision for them. So they are not
6: safe.
0: All right. Thank you so much for your contribution. Do make sure you have a lovely day. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Gift. I'm calling from Kalimkada. Alright, Gift, go ahead. Hello, Gift. Are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. We can hear you. Go can ahead, Gift. I want. I just wanted to ask first. What,
6: what is an ablum? and how can somebody
0: get HIV? Okay, we didn't get the first question you asked. What did you ask? What is Ablum. Ablum? Ablom? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll try. I don't. I don't think. Well, we'll try to see if we can give you an answer to your question. Okay, gift. Thank you so much, and do have <laughs> a lovely day. Okay. All right. Hello. Good morning. The last call we're taking for today. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Thank you, calling you from All right, Musa, go ahead. You have fifty seconds. Thank you. You see, I want
6: to talk about this issue of stigmatization.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: We should not forget the kind of people we are. The environment is already conducive for that. Most of us have been born and turned up in such a way. My sister, if you get back to the to, to the era of Corona, when Corona came in and you find out the men and were taking this issue as the world has come to an end. Mm-hmm. So we should get back to the drawing board and know that anything that happened is not the end of the life. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can you 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 can you you don't run away from me. What they think that you have already gone to jail and that is why you are, you are you are contacted. There are so many ways of contacting this thing. So the government should still try and sensitizing Nigeria, create a level environment so that you will incorporate all these kind of things. We
2: have many problems with us. Thank you, my brother.
0: Thank you so much. Do have a lovely day. All right. I would would take some of the comments on
2: social media. On Facebook, Dawas Longas Dawas says, Good morning to you guys. Keep up the good work. God bless you for the free lecture. Thank you so much. Um, JJC says, Good morning. It's good when we are counting the days to election and let us be put it in our minds that we will stand to our feet to vote wisely. Thank you all. Um, Peter Agnes says, Good morning, dear presenters. Well, let's get our PVCs available come 2023 and eradicate the bad eggs among the good ones. APC has failed also. Let's be obedient, usefully, disobey them. And finally, on Facebook, John Tyree Amos says, Please, it's quite funny. Can someone get HIV through kissing?
0: Um, right. that, that's
2: from John Terry Amos.
0: All right. So I think we have a few questions. Um, first one, the person, first person that called was asking, it's some sort of like a miracle that a mother who is HIV positive doesn't have a child who is HIV positive too. So how,
5: what miracle is that? It's actually a miracle of God, but there are some scientific explanation. Mm. It's only a mother that can actually give a child HIV. father, even if the father is positive, can't give the mo- baby, it's just the mother. And the mother gives the baby in three ways, during pregnancy, through child delivery, and through breast milk. But remember earlier I said that once there's intervention, we can actually prevent this process. Okay, during pregnancy, she takes her drugs very well. So if her viral load, her viral load is the number of the virus in the body. Yeah. Mm. If it's low, the transmission rate is low. So her transmitting the baby, if her viral load is low, it's like it, do, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Then through delivery. So we encourage all our pregnant women who have HIV to deliver in the hospital. It's very, very important because through, during delivery, there are precautions that are taken. For a woman who has HIV, her membrane is not supposed to be ruptured. Mm. But if she doesn't, if people around her doesn't know she has HIV and they go and rupture this membrane, they're exposing the baby being infected. Mm. So you see, that, that's why it's risky for a woman who has HIV to deliver at home, because all these precautions will not be taken. Then you, just, you cannot just induce a HIV positive woman just like that, because there are precautions to be taken. Then, during delivery, the, the midwife or the doctor who's taking delivery take precautions to ensure that this baby comes out without being infected through delivery. Mm. And then if for any reason she labors for a long time, and can't deliver, she has to have CS. So but if that's why it's important the hospital where she delivers, where she's going to deliver knows about her. Mm. And they take all these things into uh, take uh, into consideration yes. during um, delivery. Then after delivery, she's actually oh she's actually allowed to breastfeed. Mm. People wonder that ah, but the baby can get HIV through breast milk. Yes, there's HIV in the breast milk. But the baby takes it, takes the breast milk. Um, the stomach has the ability to destroy the HIV through the breast milk. Mm. But the first six months, the, the baby is supposed to take only a breast milk, not a breast milk and milk. Mm. If the mother who has HIV decides to give breast milk and give another thing alongside the breast milk, she's exposing this baby. For a young baby, the esophagus is very tender. So any little irritation can cause a, a little wound and when the baby is taking breast milk and any other thing alongside, we're exposing this baby to being infected. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sorry, sorry to cut you. I want to be clear. You are saying that a mother who has HIV, delivers yes. a child, can give the child breast milk and the child will not be infected? Yes. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just wanted to. We compare. just wanted
5: to be clear. We yeah. <laughs> wanted yes. to be clear. clear but remember, I said that. that the mother
2: has her viral load has to be low. So so is there is there a process to reduce the mother's viral load?
5: Yes. Okay. That, 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 the drugs uh, are so effective. You know, these okay. drugs have been... The research, they've done a lot of research, and they've done a lot of testing, and these drugs are so effective. Like, the drug they are taking, the drug we are giving our patients right now, within three months, can actually... Drop down the drug viral, drop down viral If the... Mo- that's if the woman takes the drugs effectively within three months. Okay, I was, actually I, I was also it. going
2: to ask, how expensive is it for a mother to get these drugs? Is it free? Or the drug, the
5: drugs pay? are free.
2: They are free for... The wo- drugs are still free. Still free. So there's a tendency... There's that a tendency it wouldn't be
5: free. <laughs> with, with, with our government does not do what they're supposed to do. Because right now, the labs, they have to pay for their labs. Mm. The other labs because the viral is free, but you know, because this these drugs they have been taking, they are going to take it for a long long time. So, from time to time, they have to go to the lab to check if these drugs are affecting Perfect. other systems. You understand? So, for now, you can see they've started paying for these labs mm. because our government have refused to step in. Mm. All right, let me um,
3: give an we, have, to some we have just um,
5: 30
0: seconds to do that because of our time. So, okay. you have kissing
3: is, uh, is there in the Bible, so and uh, people should not be afraid of kissing. And uh, but there are different types of kissing. This is not a, uh, a time a kiss- to kissing a lecture. A kissing lecture. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but uh, you cannot say if the kissing that involve tonguing and other things, if the other partner has mouth thrush, mouth sore, or a wound in the mouth, mm-hmm. and by the time that happened in the course of kissing deep, the exposed wound of that person get in contact likely with you who also have an exposed wound. All right. The chances are there. But from normal kissing the tendency is very, very low. That because it goes into the stomach and the stomach has an acid that digests some of those things. But if there are wound wound in the mouth mm. definitely the chances are there that you may get it. So
0: all right, our time is fast spent and we have to go What well, we want to see il- Big thank you to you, uh, Mr. Mathieu Diwale. Thank you so much, Mr. Victor Ekeke and Mrs. Vivian. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it's happy new month from me and from Imika Waisi. Happy new month, See out of trouble and spread love. Spread love wherever you go. The news comes up by 10 o'clock. Thank you and have a lovely morning.